Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Killing Time podcast. My name is Arch Grieve and I'm your host. Coming at you from Dayton, Ohio during the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm really excited today because I get to interview a good friend of mine. Um, my guest today is Emery Lucas, and she is, I would call her, a bit of a, a renaissance woman in this. She's a, um, an excellent teacher, photographer, editor, artist, um, ice cream flavor creator, among many other things that she does. And uh, we worked together for a number of years at the Dayton Regional STEM School. Uh, we've stayed good friends, and our book club and trivia club um, buddies and so I'm going to give her a call and see what's going on with her. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, all things considered. So... <laughs> Did you make it back from the store okay? How was the trip? Oh, it was epic. It was, I think I texted you at 2 o'clock, and it's it's like three hours later now. I know. I was like, is that all shopping? <laughs> we literally just went to the grocery store. It was it was crazy. Wow. They had a line. Yeah, they had a six-foot um, spaced out line outside the store. So you had to wait your turn to get in. They're only allowing oh. so many people in. And which store and then, is this? This is Whole Foods, because we bougie like that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and when you go in, they have carts, like, pre-sanitized, and there's a woman at the entrance, like, yelling at people, (laughs) like, not in an angry way, like, she was being assertive, but, like, not calm. Right. Which, I was saying to Erin, like, you can be assertive and calm in a crisis. Like, you don't have to be... She was like, are you buying produce? Sir, excuse me, there's a line. Are you buying produce? <laughs> and he was like, uh, no, I'm just picking up a cake. And she was like, okay, if you walk down to the other doors, I can walk you them and I can tell them that you can get in. And wow. he was like, oh, okay, okay, sorry. Like, it was, yeah, it, everyone was wearing masks. I mean, it's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Amanda has taken to uh, selling some masks for us, so we've got some now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mandy made us, our, our good friend Mandy made us, Erin mm-hmm. uh, and I, little, like, bandana-style sewing mask. She, like, taught herself how to sew in a day. Oh, wow. And, like, yeah, put together a bunch of, like, elastic masks. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so we were sporting those, but people had, like, the serious N95, like, the real hardcore <laughs> ones walking around Whole Foods. I was like, okay, wow. that's where we are. That's where we live now. It's funny how we can tell income levels by the masks you wear. I mean, oh, for sure. Well, you're already in Whole Foods for one, right. which sad but true. Yeah. And then there are people who are just like, like fully, like you know, asked to the breeze, like I'm not wearing a mask. Like I'm fully, I'm just taking a risk. I'm taking a chance. There are people with gloves but no mask. Interesting. There's like different levels of mask: hospital mask, hand sewn mask, and ninety five. I mean, it was like, wow. and all the employees are wearing masks too. Um, like at the register. So it's pretty, uh, it's, we're, we're in pretty deep, I'd say. Yeah. Crazy times. So yeah. No kidding. Well, I know you've always got a project going. So what project are you working on today? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so true. So true. Well, we just finished, um, putting a sink up in our attic. Oh, cool. Um, 
Yeah, as you know, we've been trying to finish that out as more of a complete bedroom. So right. we've got plumbing up there now, which is exciting. Um, cool. And we've been, yeah, Aaron's building um, shelves to kind of make this vanity feel more built in sort of. So there'll be kind of custom shelves around it. Nice. So, yeah, today we've been kind of um, working on clearing out some files, like trying to organize our um, file box at like, you know, our whatever random paperwork that we have from like 10 years ago that we've just never really <laughs> organized and figured out. So we're sort of reorganizing um, the downstairs office, which has become Erin's office and she's teaching remotely from our basement now. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've nice. been sort of like making space and organizing around that. Um, so, I don't think yeah, you're the so only one. We'll on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think you're the only one doing that right now. It feels like there's a lot of yeah. people just doing Marie yeah. Kondo and everything and totally that's yeah cool. that's exactly that's exactly what we're doing but we've been doing a lot of um a lot of different projects up in this attic and um you know as you say we're always we're always knee deep in a project in this house so right. <laughs> that's been the latest well and I lose track sometimes so forgive me I know about Inquire Ed but how many jobs do you currently have right now I, I know of at least two <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So inquire ed is my like biggest full-time gig, as you Mm -hmm. said. And then, uh, so it's education, curriculum development and such. And then you're the managing editor there. I'm the managing editor there. Um, and it's a small team, so we all wear lots of hats, but that's my official designation. Um, so like managing copy editors and, um, the editing process for all of our curriculum. Right. And then, um, yeah, but I still, like you said, I'm still running my business, so my like photography and design business, which the photography stuff right now, I mean, like, I just had a client I was supposed to see on Friday for senior photos that was canceled, or I should say postponed until the summer. Sure. Like, I think that we will reconvene, but I think it's just like, we're not really supposed to be out. Right. So even though we're not out like touching each other's faces or something, it's still (laughs) not advisable. So, uh, yeah. So, and like this, some of the, um, like a school that I contract for locally, um, that I do all their photography for, they've basically, um, sort of acknowledged that they, you know, a lot of these events commencement and like springtime events that they usually host are probably just not happening. So I've basically like, you know, terminated my contract early with them for the year. So, yeah, so that's been a shift. But so a lot of the different work that I do is under the umbrella of that business. So, um, yeah, so it's like technically one thing, but it's, as you say, it's a lot of different things at any moment. I'm working on like some graphic design over here, some web development over here, the photography stuff, not as much right now, but that's always sort of a juggling act pretty much. And has it had a big impact on your, your, uh, inquire ed job? How, I mean, cause that's remote yeah. already. Right. But right. Yeah. Which that's, that's a blessing. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I really feel for people who are adjusting to doing online teams right now who weren't already in that mode of operation, because right. for me, that was like, I mean, not a shift at all. Um, and actually though, okay. I do think there's pros and cons of that. I think that like, and we've talked about this in our team just because, so our work has changed and I can address that in as much detail as you're interested, but like the scope of our work has changed as a result of what's going on. But just because our team dynamic and our process is the same, 
it doesn't mean that we're not impacted. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. We're kind of reminding ourselves to stop and acknowledge and, you know, sort of like own the fact that we're all feeling the emotional impact of what's going on. And it's hard in a way to acknowledge that when your business life is sort of business as, as usual, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as like outwardly drastic as what other people are experiencing, which I'm so grateful for, but there's also sort of like a hidden, you know, pitfall in there of like, Oh yeah, this is normal. Why, why should I feel any different? My job is, you know, I'm still, I I have a job. Like, you know, that's fantastic. I'm still like able to do work every day and I have purpose in the work I'm doing. You know, it can feel almost like, why should I feel, why should I be, you know, upset or bothered or sort of affected by what's going on. Um, so I think, you know, there's sort of a blessing and a curse in that. Sure. Um, and how has it yeah, changed the, work, the focus? Of yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The work is so typically this time of year, we're in schools launching them into our curriculum. We're introducing them to our like, you know, K six inquiry, social studies inquiry curriculum, inquiry based curriculum, and we're like meeting in you know groups of teachers, showing them how to use our platform and engage with our materials, and we're signing contracts with schools and like gearing up for the fall and preparing for all these summer launches with new schools that you know we've never worked with before. But because everyone is out I and mean, everyone's just trying to keep their head above water in education right now, it's like. Typically, we would be working with schools right now who are piloting us, like testing our curriculum this spring, and they would be sort of deciding to purchase us and move forward with full contracts in the fall, Um, and that would be keeping us all busy, but because everyone in education is sort of like scrambling around right now and trying to just stay afloat, um, our our role has changed. I mean, we're, we're trying to provide support to people who are using our curriculum already, but we're not really like we're assuming we're not going to be making a lot of new sales at this moment um, for the fall. And we don't even really know what the fall holds, right? Like how right. education is going to be changed. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So we've been providing like free distance learning curriculum to keep, you know, as, a, as an option just to sit, you know, to stay in the game and hopefully provide something of value. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people providing stuff. I mean, I think educators are kind of like overwhelmed with free resources right now. Oh, sure. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. So we're trying to provide that stuff on people's minds, I guess, if we can, but we don't really know, like we're having to evaluate like the, you know, money we thought was coming in this spring, summer, fall. Oh, sure. That's probably shifting, you know, so it's a lot of like, how, how much do we cut back without diminishing Mm -hmm. our product that you want to eventually sell right so yeah lots of big questions for right now i think are being raised yeah. for sure so that's yeah, yeah that's tough yes yeah it really um especially all business you know we're a startup and we're only a few years old and so it's constantly this question of like where do you you know where do you invest your time and your money right now and this right. is just like created a big yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, if yeah. people want to find that, yeah. can they go? Is it inquired.com or org? Uh, it's dot org. It's an org. Yeah, okay. it's inquired. It's spelled just like the past tense of to inquire. Okay. But the uh, the ed is capitalized, but that doesn't matter on a website. Um, but yeah, inquired. Actually, if you Google 
inquiry distance learning, I think we're like the number one thing on Google right now. Nice. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we're trying to like create a space for inquiry to happen remotely. But um, but yeah, it's definitely if people want to check it out. Very cool. Well, I'm just shifting gears a little bit. I know you love traveling mm-hmm. and you just took a trip to Italy not long ago, thankfully before mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you got there just in time. How, how was the trip? Just and in time. Yeah. It's yeah, probably we, weird we to think about now. Back. Um, yeah, I know. I, it's funny because right after doctor's appointment and they were asking people when they were checking in, like, have you been, have you traveled internationally in the last 30 days? And it had been like, exactly 30 days <laughs> since we were leaving Rome. We were flying out of Rome like 30 days prior. And I was like, well, technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was still pretty early in the in the outbreak. So um, we didn't kind of get stuck in that. But um, it was, in- yeah, we we, um, we were in Rome, but we took some day trips, like we did Pompeii and um, Naples and a little town. Um, just north of Rome called Orvieto, which is kind of a little hill, like one of those little walled cities on a hill. Um, so, but we kind of like staying in one place and um, being depth rather than breadth when we're traveling as much as possible. Oh, yeah. So we try to sort of like dig in deep and get to know our neighborhood and, um, you know, like have maybe form some relationships, like as opposed to yeah. kind of like the backpacker mentality, which I definitely had like 15 years ago. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just, I'm at a different point, I think in, yeah, in travel yeah. priorities. Absolutely. It's a different kind of traveling. And I think both have merit for sure, but I, I think I'm, oh, for sure. I'm probably more in the wanting to get to know the neighborhood category now at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's fun to go back to a place like a second, a second time. And, you know, you sort of like recognize the restaurant owner and, He's kind of like, oh yeah, you again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not you sp- just a, you're not just maybe a tourist or whatever. Right. Well, it helps that you speak Italian too, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that does help. That probably does. I probably yeah, I'm taking that for granted. But I was really rusty, man. Like I was yeah. <laughs> basic vocabulary when I got the first couple of days. I was like reaching for in my head. My like high school Spanish was bubbling up to mm-hmm. the surface. I was like, I literally don't know what's going on. By the time we left, we were there about a week and a half or so. So by the time I left, I was like, you know, I was able to have chat casually and, you know. Sure. But, um, but yeah, you use it fast and you don't use it. I did not realize how much Spanish I had lost until we went to Spain recently. And I was like, wow, I don't know how to communicate <laughs> right. at all. Yeah. Like, I can ask where the bathroom well, is. And... Right, the bathroom, the water. It's it's like it's especially bad when there's a sentence that you're like, I know I've said that. I mean, I. It's not like I like to think of myself as being fluent. It's like I know I've said that sentence before. Right. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I used to know that vocabulary, yeah. and look, I just, I'm just staring at you blankly. It's just the worst feeling. Um, I wish there was more opportunity to practice Italian in Dayton, Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's probably hard around here. <laughs> it's just not the case. Yeah, it's just not the case. Also, I said in the intro that you're uh, you're kind of a renaissance woman, and um, the hard part for me <laughs> in figuring out what I wanted to interview about was um, narrowing things down that I wanted to talk with you about, but um, one of those things that oh. made the cut was improv, and you got me into oh, that yeah. initially, so I'm wondering if you can talk about what it is that you love so much about it, and maybe how you got into it. 
Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I know this is like a short form interview, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'll, keep, I'll try to keep that in mind. No, no, no. I'll, I'll just, I'll, you just have to cough. Okay. Or something. Give me a signal. Um, yeah, I got into improv because when I, I did community theater as a kid, um, starting at like, oh, I don't know, age nine or so, um, I would do community theater. I like got the bug and there were fortunately a lot of outlets for that where I grew up in Florida. Uh But, um, a friend of a good friend of mine, um, you met my friend Matt and he, his mom was, um, doing theater. She was kind of like breaking out on her own from her, uh, from what she was doing professionally and was like starting this, um, sort of improv theater class. I, I think maybe it was a little open-ended for her at the time, but when I, I guess I was in like eighth grade or so, she was sort of deciding that she was going to try to do this nice. out of her home, um, do more performing arts instruction. And, um, and so she, we were sort of in her, I think we were like her first class of like teenagers doing improv, like training and improv. Wow. And she's a fantastic, um, improviser. Yeah. And, and teacher. So it was like me and my friend Matt that I mentioned and some of our friends that had been doing community theater were sort of like maxing out of what was available to Mm -hmm. us locally. Um, So we sort of transitioned over to this model out of her home and we started training um, pretty intensely. I mean, we would meet once a week, I think for three or four hours. I mean, it was like uh, we start. Yeah, we started like performing like little like restaurant Mm -hmm. setups and like kind of gigging kind of casually I think um yeah like entertaining adults and things so I just got really hooked on it um it was a great group first of all which I think is so much of it is who you're working with but um it's such a um and I think you probably would say this too it's such a um exercise for so many different parts of yourself oh yeah um There's sort of the, yeah, there's the intellectual piece of coming up with um, sort of ideas and story and character development without preparation. And then there's just this like physical element of like sort of being, keeping your body warm and sort of ready for anything. And then there's this emotional piece that you sort of loosen up this emotional muscle of just being ready to sort of shift and respond and react and counter emotionally to what the people around you are doing it's really freeing um yeah and i think it just trains you to be more we've talked about this a lot but it just trains you to be more present with the people and your when you're not quote-unquote doing improv you realize that life is improv oh yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, and yeah just any social one-on-one even with with another person you're listening in a different way responding a different way feeding off of their emotions in a different way um and that's sort of, you know, that sort of alertness or awareness, I think, comes from training and improv. Obviously, it's not the only way to train that, but I think that's a contributing piece for sure. Well, I, I love what it does for me, I guess, is I'm a very guarded person, I think. And I, I try yeah. to think through my responses carefully, and it's not something yes. that you can do that in. Like, you can't, I mean, it's, you've got to go, and you got to be present, and, you know, it's... I don't know. That's I, that's what's freeing about it for me, I guess. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, Arch, because we tend to actually. Aaron and I were just talking about this yesterday because Aaron and I, now that we're sharing the house in this different way during the quarantine, it's like we are communicating a lot more minute to minute. 
Mm-hmm. And we're overly considerate of each other is what we identified yesterday of like, uh-huh. we're so, we're so sensitive to each other. Like you said, I'm, we're really thinking about what we're saying and like protecting each other and not wanting to get in each other's way and acknowledging right. that we're stressed and all this. And it almost like becomes too hard to talk when you're <laughs> doing, when you're actually carrying yeah. like 10 missions at a time mm-hmm. and improv forces you to sort of choose your action at that moment. Right. And you're, you're working from that action. Obviously it can be more complex than that, but it really like, um, kind of singularizes, you know, your, your intention and your movement, um, in mm-hmm. a way that's very focused and sort of, um, liberating at the same time. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, I think freeing is a great, um, a great way to describe it. Well, it was really helpful too uh, when you did. So you did this workshop for. Um, I work at the mediation center, and we've got all these volunteer mediators, and um, you know, we kind of both of us identified. I think that it would that the skill set of improv would translate really well over into uh, mediation, and um, the workshop you did for everyone just like a basic improv kind of one hundred and one class, but it was. Um, I think the most well attended one I've ever been to. People loved it, and like they, they were like, "When can we do improv again?" You know. So, <laughs> so thank great. you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing how even in a short session you can sort of um, it's like getting a massage or, or you know, yeah, going to exercising. It's like it, it may not be a long term you know fix to something, right. but it really like releases something in that moment um, that can be really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so um, I don't know if you have any more downtime or not <laughs> with uh, with, <laughs> with what's going on. But uh, if if you do, are there any any good books you're reading or any Netflix binges that you would recommend? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, recently, so I abandoned the book we were reading for our book club. Oh, did you? I'll confess to you. <laughs> yeah, it was just too heavy. Like, I can't do Holocaust right now. Like, I, I just can't. It. Like, it's just not the headspace I need. Right. You know? So on the alternate, uh, you know, extreme of entertainment, I, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Sex Education. Have you heard oh, of it? Oh, yeah. That's a great show. Yeah. And I had been like hearing it was good. It was on my list for ages. Um, I think there's two seasons out now, so I'm definitely behind the, the ball. But um, I finally started watching it. It is so funny. It's so fresh. It's mm-hmm. British uh, for people who like British. Yeah. Which who doesn't? Um, it's definitely raunchy. It's super honest. Um, well, it's just hilarious. I think it was, like I, oh, it's so funny. I love the show and the. I love the characters in it, which is something I'm not, I'm not usually a big character person, you know, I like, you you know, I like more plot. Yeah. But, um, but I love the characters in the show. Oh, they're great. I love how even the minor characters, I mean, good shows, I think have a habit of doing this, but even the supporting characters have really complex, um, sort of family stories and background. And, um, I think it's just a really like, um, really fair portrayal of teenagers in 2020, you know, in, mm-hmm. in this day and age. Yeah. Um, Pre-COVID, I guess, but right. <laughs> even so. Um, Forget but yeah, about that I'm paradigm. really enjoying that. Right, right, right. Um, they'll update it probably in the next season. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I would recommend that one. If, you, if you're if you not um, sort of bothered by fan portrayal, 
of, of sex than, right. um, or, you know, if you were ever a teenager, maybe <laughs> <laughs> a good recommendation, um, then I think it's, I, I would highly recommend it for sure. But, but you know, Arch, you're talking about choosing different things to talk about or like, you know, what to do in your free time. And yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Ted talk, um, by, um, uh, Barry Schwartz, I think is his last name. He's a psychologist. He's a professor. I would recommend it. It's like early two thousands, I think, or like mid aughts. Um, but he does this Ted talk. I think I can't remember the title. It's something about like, um, choice, like the difficulty of choice or the, um, if I bet if you Google his name and Ted talk, you would find it. But, um, Unless he's done multiple ones, which who knows. But he talks a lot about how in this day and age, we have so many choices available to us. I mean, us meaning like I'm speaking from my like very privileged perspective right now. Sure. I don't mean like everyone in the world. Right. Me, myself at this moment, I have a lot of choice um, in how I could be spending my free time. I choose to fill a lot of my time with work, as you pointed out. But <laughs> let's say <laughs> even within that, I'm making a choice, right? But um, sure. there's sort of this... Um, difficulty in saying okay choice is great obviously we want to have some choice and choice is better than no choice but there's this um oversaturation of choices that we have that we end up doing this thing that he doesn't talk about this in his talk this is from this like other thing that i listened to but this idea of maximizing versus satisfying i don't know if you've ever heard oh, of yeah. that uh-huh. yeah yeah And I just think it's fascinating. I think about it all the time. Like the idea is for people who don't know, maximizing is like, I have these choices in front of me. I do have some criteria to choose the best one, but I'm focused on choosing the best one. So I want to maximize my choice. I want to see as many options as I can so I can be sure I'm making the right choice versus satisficing, I think is this mess word of like like satisfying and also sufficing of like, Mm -hmm. I have these criteria, I can meet these criteria, and then I don't have to keep looking. Like, I can know that I've checked the box that I needed, and I can be content with my choice. And there's just been all these studies, what he talks about in his TED Talk is not about that, but just this idea, these studies around people who have so much choice that they end up coming back, like, when they do studies of, like, you know, they have more options for, like, retirement accounts or... Um, any number of things, they don't end up participating as much in what they are doing because they're constantly kind of playing this like loop of regret in their minds that like they didn't <laughs> pick the best thing, right? you know, and they could have done better. And, 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 and more so if I didn't, if the best outcome didn't happen, it's because I messed up. I had all the choices and I picked the wrong thing. Whereas when we have fewer choices, we tend to just think like, okay, like I'll, my expectations are low if something ends up good, like that's not my, it's not because of me. It's just because like I only had limited choices. So right. I, I, I made the best of what I had. So I think there's a little bit of a pressure in this time right now. Like everyone's posting about having all this extra time and there's a little bit of this like maximizing mentality. I think right now of like, you know, fill your time with the best thing. what are you doing to fill your time? What's the best thing you could be doing? And this guilt around, maybe I should be doing something more meaningful with this time. Maybe I should be making this time into something. And as opposed to sort of satisficing and saying like, you know what, I need to like stay healthy. Um, I need to keep my brain active. I need to keep my body active in some way. I need to like take care of the people around me. And like, if I check those boxes, I can be content. Right. 
This is like the, uh, the Netflix problem exemplified, I feel like. It's yeah, oh, that's so exactly many, a good example. <laughs> so many options. And then good I just example. finally picked one the other day. I was like, I'm just going to watch Dolomite. I've heard people say it's good, and I enjoyed it. Oh, I, yeah, you know. I have heard that. Although yeah, okay. I was just go. about to finish it, and then I started my interview with you, so I'm going to finish that up after this. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a perfect illustration. Like Netflix or any of these um, – these platforms are telling are making recommendations to you. They're trying to help you limit the list. In fact, you know, like, yes, we have thousands of titles, but like here are 10 things we think you might like based on other things you've liked. So you could just go down the list, but still how much time do you spend weighing out? And then you get into a show and you're like an episode and you're like, I don't know. Like, you know, I almost abandoned Fleabag. I was like halfway through it. I heard it was so good. Everyone I talked to said, oh, Emery, you love this. Uh-huh. I got like halfway to the first season and I was struggling with it so much. And I'm just like, I need to just like, I'm just going to finish it. Like, it's entertaining me. So why don't mm-hmm. I just finish it? Why yeah. am I concerned that I'm missing out? You know, like, just finish it. And I did. Right. By the end, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I really loved it. But I lowered my expectations, you know. I think that that's an important, uh, some important advice. So thank you. Yeah. 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 Sure. Have you, uh, I was going to, uh, ask too, are you still making any ice cream? Oh yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) during this, um, during this time of quarantine, when our gym is closed and we're not, I'm not like out there, like normal photography is my is one of my primary points of, of like physical activity during the week. You know, right. if I'm shooting an event, you've seen me, I'm like crawling across the floor and oh, like yeah. <laughs> Very active. Um, running from corner to corner. So, uh, yeah, I have been, we've been, um, not making ice cream right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but we, you know, have ideas to add to the list, man, like we're going to be ready to go once we can socialize with people again and like scoop it out. I, like, I don't also, I'm very ADD about, things like this, like, I want to taste the thing that I made, and then I move on. Right. So, if I make, like, a whole quart of something, I don't want to, like, eat the whole quart. Like, I want to, like, share it with people. Well, you can um, always bring it to me, and I will be, or I'll oh, be glad to true. pick it up. So, just yeah, just know that. Just I'm of, there. I could scoop some into, like, a disposable uh, so, something or other, and just, like, leave it, like, hanging on your door. Perfect. <laughs> I'll just text you. I'll text you from the car. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And tell you that there's ice cream for you. Didn't so you, yeah, did you start a, a blog about that, your ice cream? I did. I started a blog for inspired by the ice cream, but then oh, okay. I was putting other foods on there too. But yeah, um, yeah, it's the yumblog.com. Um, Is that right? The yumblog? Yeah, I think it's the yumblog. Yum, like Y-U-M, oh. like yummy. Oh, wow, yeah, you were able yeah, to get yeah. that. That's good. Yeah, I think so. I know. I was surprised nobody else had it. That's um, impressive. Yeah, right. But I'm terrible at keeping up. Like anything like this that's just like, you know, journaling and I'm just like such a quitter. It's terrible. I'm like not a quitter, which is what's so <laughs> no, ironic. But yeah, I know. I overcommit, if anything. Oh, yeah. Um I'm like all in usually. But yeah. yeah. Blogging is like journaling. It's like I'm just like hey, nobody cares when I start. if I knew people read it, I would be like more inclined to keep up with it. Uh, see, if that was the benchmark for this show, then I would not be doing this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you might you might have this like um, following, and if not now, you will you will at some point, and then people will want to go back retroactively and listen to all your episodes. Let's hope, yeah. And then they'll yeah they'll be going back. You'll be like, this is my first episode. People will <laughs> be like, wow, the show's changed so much. Like you know. <laughs> 
it's well, really evolved or I, something. I can't wait for that day. So, <laughs> well, it's coming. It's coming. Like, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the faith. Um, well, if people are interested, by the way, in uh, your business, where could they find you? Oh, sure. They can um, find me. Well, let's see. What's the easiest? The, the kids are on Insta these days, right. so let's uh, let's advertise the Insta. So it's it's at Emery Lucas Photo. But my name is just like terrible to spell, so uh, <laughs> it's em- it's Emery, but it's like all E's in there. It's just like a C of E's. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's Emery Lucas with a K, so it's even more complicated. Okay, um, I'll photo. Link. I'll make sure I link to it. Emery Lucas photo. Yeah, yeah, that's the Insta handle. But then my my website's emerylucas.com. But I think Insta is sort of the more like up to date. Um, things the photo just the photography side though i've been like exhausting all my social media now so i've been like on twitter and snapchat and facebook and Insta oh, and like you're snapping and linkedin even you know like i i didn't even oh, wow i've been so bored that i've been on all of them so you've got to get on tiktok man oh yeah i forgot about that yeah, i've never you done should, tiktok you could probably you're a person that could like start some tiktok trends you think I think, oh, I think so. Yeah. I think you, you, I think your goal should be just knowing you. I think my advice to you about it is just like, don't overthink it. Okay. I think like go for your like simplest, dumbest 15 second activity (laughs) and just start doing it and posting it. And you'll, it'll be, I I just feel like it could blow up for you. All right. Maybe I'll give that a try. I got nothing else to do. So keep in mind, I know nothing about TikTok. I'm giving you you this advice like blindly, but I just feel, I just have a feeling. That's fine. I I appreciate that. Thank you. You you may have misplaced faith in me, but we'll see. Well, that's okay. What are friends for? (laughs) Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's it's uh it's been my privilege. Thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. Well, um, be be safe and take care. Oh, you too. I'll let you know when I'm dropping off that ice cream. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. <Arch. laughs> bye. All right. That was my friend Emery Lucas, and um, she's at Emery Lucas Photo on um on Instagram. I think I'm gonna check that while I'm. Uh, talking here uh, just to make sure but um, I would definitely recommend uh, her for all of your photography and graphic design needs and um, I it is Amory Lucas photo uh, so check her out on Instagram um, she's great great friend uh, super smart person who um, seems to do do it all and uh, I uh, I appreciate her taking the time to talk with me. So I hope that you are staying safe and inside and that everything's going well as it can during this uh, difficult time for you. And um, hopefully this is giving you a little something to, uh, to do. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.